Hello, everyone. Welcome to Step Zero. Today, we have a very special episode. I couldn't be happier to welcome Caroline Bottiger and Mary Toby from TextFix, who joined me today to talk about an initiative that kicked off, which we couldn't be prouder of, thanks to some of the conversations that we had through Step Zero. So I think that's one step towards making a little bit of a change. You all know as our audience, both of these wonderful ladies as professionals and what they do for their organizations. But what we want to talk about today is how the two of them came together and what they actually have done to make a difference in individuals' lives when it comes to mental health in a professional context through the example of, of the initiatives that they put in place. Um, Caroline, Marie, as I mentioned, most of our, our audience knows you, but I would really appreciate if you could maybe introduce yourself a little bit, and then we can start talking about the wonderful things that the two of you have done in the past couple months. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Dara. It's always nice to be here. So um, maybe a short introduction so that people know where I'm coming from. And um, so I'm a neuroscientist. I did my PhD here in the Charité in Berlin. And then I became a psychotherapist. And after that, I started to become a coach. And so I'm trying to put all these parts together, the knowledge about the brain and the body, how does stress affect our whole system and how can we increase the stress and how can we, of course, which is better, reduce the stress and um, to use this knowledge out of psychological side and put it into business and help people which are maybe not so much uh, into self-growth um, and psychology um, and to give them a narrative which is closer to an analytical point of view. I love that, especially the analytical part and how science and, and individuals can come together and they really just make sense. Um, Marie, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit as well um, on, on where you come from and, and what's your background? Of course. Um, so hello, everyone. I'm uh, Marie, currently head of um, people and organization at TaxFix, which is a Series C um, fintech um, scale up uh, based mostly in Berlin, um, with also um, teams based in Madrid as well as in Italy. Um, we are um, about 250 to 270 people, um, and I joined now almost one year and a half ago as the company was really um, largely scaling in, uh, while the pandemic was hitting, um, which was a, a very interesting context in the in, related to mental health and how to really support the team in this particular um, times. Um, my background is very much um, an all-rounded um, HR business partnering background. I started in larger international corporates um, in France, but also in UK and Ireland, and then moved um, into the startup uh, fintech world, mostly in Berlin, um, into B2B as well as B2C um, companies. Incredible. Thank you so much for the introduction. I think that that brings us to the next steps. We have two very professional, very experienced individuals here who wanted to make a difference because as, as, as Marie mentioned as well, we were and we still are sadly in a global pandemic that influenced not just the way we live, but the way we work and the way we operate in our, in our day-to-day lives. So maybe let's talk a little bit about the partnership that, that the two of you had and built out. Um, how did you um, start working together? What was the partnership? Marie, maybe we can start with you. Um, you were the one who initially told us that you wanted to bring 
um, an initiative within the organization that could help people go through the different challenges that they they were facing in 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 the face of pandemic and in the face of, of work from home and, and life, I guess, privately and professionally colliding at the same time. So would you mind telling us a little bit about how you actually saw these indicators or what were the indicators and signs in your company that made you ask us these questions? Yeah, um, I think so probably I have um, like a personal background that always has put at the forefront, I would say like general holistic well-being um, in the way I um, consider the support I can offer into employees into the companies I've been working in as if I'm a professional dancer. Um, for me, really, I would say mental health as much as physical health, as spiritual health are incredibly important to the overall well-being um, of an individual and of therefore the health of a company. Um, and so I think uh, actually the, the first contact that we had with um, Step Zero and also with um, uh, that kind of, I would say, fast-tracked the, the contact to Caroline is um, the fact that we had a, a startup, um, very fast scaling, um, with incredibly engaged and passionate individuals, um, with already strong signs of um, over-engagement and burnout, um, simply by the fact that really we were going through an intense phase um, of the business. Um, on top of that came um, the corona and really this uh, yeah, complete change of context. Um, at home and at work um, in a very sudden manner. And so here um, we were already in this kind of intense um, team context, but on top of this um, had to deal with completely new circumstances. And very quickly we realized that we will not be able to maintain the health of our company and our business if we will not be able to maintain the health of our employees. And this is where um, very quickly, also because we were affecting, affected ourselves, right? As, as individuals, as leaders of the business, um, really being able to offer a helping hand to those who were feeling the most in need in a certain moment of time, thinking that actually um, mental health was never really a taboo topic at Taxis, but rather something um, openly supported, but not concretely supported at this moment of time. Um, we really wanted to make sure that from the very early stage, um, we put something into place that help our employees um, face just this new reality. I absolutely applaud you for, for making that recognition and, and really taking it as it is, something that needs to be addressed and, and, and not, a, not a stigma. What really caught my attention when you were speaking is that you used the word we instead of I. So tell me a little bit about that because a lot of people that we talk to, they um, tell us that as much as they would love to bring these initiatives in, oftentimes they feel that there's a blocker from higher management, from the owners of the organizations to really open up to these type of initiatives because it's at the end of the day, not just time um, and employee resources, but also potentially a financial commitment. So how was it for you and for the team that you of course worked with to convince or outline this opportunity, I like to look at it, opportunity to do something, as you said, that not only addresses the individual's health, but also the company's well-being on the longer run. What was your approach and was it easy to convince the decision makers to, to say yes to this um, uh, topic? Yeah, um, I have to admit, I think I, I am lucky. Um, I am really backed up with two founders and a, and a leadership team who are extremely people focused. Um, 
and who don't have any difficulty talking about mental health or burnout. Um, and so really, I think uh, it was honestly like a simple couple of conversations with our founder, uh, my boss really like thinking, okay, it seems that really some people are really struggling more than others. What can we do um, in this, this moment of time? And offering this extra support, we thought um, is a strong sign first to show that really we care about people in this moment. Um, and secondly, we, were, we didn't know at this point of time that uh, this pandemic would, would stay for a very long period of time. So it was actually a, a great moment to say, hey, you know what, let's just test it. Um, and I think that's also sometimes what I would suggest to people who are struggling to convince. There are so many great research out there. Um, there's also all the, I would say, um, costs of people being sick, being out, sometimes your best talents burning out um, and not able to really manage their, their, their mental balance. Um, that's such sometimes like I, uh, coaching support um, is such a minor investment to show your employee your care, to make a really strong statement into your benefits, to attract and retain your employees. Um, but also really at the end of the day, I think um, we, we overestimate the cost it is versus the positive impact it has. Um, and so this, this almost piloting phase that very quickly we said, well, actually we're gonna extend it. Why should we remove this? It has so many benefits. Um, and the fact that with Caroline, it was really a click very early on. We had some fantastic signs from employees um, saying that it was incredibly helpful, um, that they felt so much better, that uh, they could relate to the coach. And I think for me, the scientific approach that currently is also applying and coming from was so, so valuable um, to also prove to my sometimes very rational um, business leaders that all of this is also backed up with very strong science. Um, so I think all of those elements together um, was really kind of the, what's it, the, I wouldn't call it success cocktail because we're still talking about people we need and who are struggling, but I think that was extremely helpful to really put things, get something going um, as really a first step in the direction of supporting mental health um, overall. That is wonderful. And I think no one is a bigger fan of Caroline than, than myself and, and obviously the, the whole Step Zero team, which is Matteo and myself. So. Caroline, tell us a little bit about your side. Obviously, you come in, you have a wonderful environment, wonderful management team who's actually open to suggestions, open to innovation in a way that a lot of companies don't look at this. So how did you come in? How were your first conversations? And afterwards, how did you and the team define what the right course of action will be that fits TechSix's needs and obviously the team and the individual needs that operate in that team? Yes. Yeah, so uh, first of all, TechSpeaks was really, really great. So there was a big openness for the whole topic and I directly could feel this. It was very engaging um, and we could very easily implement a structure. So um, I do have different possibilities what to offer. So um, we can go all in and change everything. So like a big culture change or we can look like individually and adopt to the needs of the company. So by me uh, or us, I'm saying, I'm meaning me and my team. So it's the MIT Institute. We also grew in the last years. Um, and what I like very much about TechSpix is to put the people first. And I think this is the key um, because it's the people who make the decisions. It's um, it's the human beings within the company that make the company. and. I think nowadays where we are so focused 
on the products, on the clients, on everything outside of the company, we take our, our employees for granted. And a lot of companies take their employees for granted and they just want to use them and um, they are not even aware of this anymore. And that by using them, they kind of take things for granted and that's where the st stress can start to happen. And a lot of companies don't register when this affects the efficiency. So to put the people first, by showing where you invest your time, your money and your infrastructure into. So, and it is totally fine to have a first getting to know each other and testing phase and see, okay, how much is needed? Um, what will come out of this? Uh, is there more need waking up? Or are the people saying, yeah, okay, that's enough for me or for us. Um, and that's totally fine. So. That was my experience with TaxFix. Of course, it's not always like this. There are different ways of companies how to approach this topic. So some, sometimes the management says, um, okay, I'm not involved in this. I see that there is a need and I need someone outside to fix it. And then they call us and then we just do the coaching. But sometimes the management is very engaged and is very aware that they also are responsible because they create this kind of atmosphere too. And then we can not only use the to, uh, bottom top approach, but also top bottom approach and go from do, two sides, which makes it even more effective. And sometimes it's very difficult to really get um, get into this workflow uh, when the with a with a bottom top approach because we need the management to be aware and to support it. And with Tech Success was really wonderful and very very engaging. I. I truly like and love the the angle that you take. I, I, I like that you talk about the person. I like you talk about the company as a person with a living culture as well, because there's a lot of things, a lot of factors that you need to um, combine to find the right approach. And, and there's no one fits all um, approach when it comes to mental health and mental well-being. There's, there's no right or wrong answer, but there is a solution. And I, I like how you and your team come in and, and look into the different possibilities and what would be the right approach for the individuals that you're dealing with. Speaking of that, um, you, I know you worked with a lot of companies. Um, when you come in, are there any patterns that you see uh, when you look at different organizations? Are there any um, typical mental health related challenges that companies and organizations in a professional context could face? Oh, absolutely. So I, even though it's a very um, a fashion word, uh, burnout, but it's so true. So um, burnout is still the biggest pattern that I can see in all the companies. But what most people don't know is that pattern show, the burnout shows in different patterns. So you have different phases. You have the first phase, with, which is over-excitement, over-engagement, where people are giving too much when they are not able to set boundaries, when they cannot really deal with expectations from the management or the, even their own expectations that they put upon themselves. Then there is the second phase, which is a resistance phase. So they still want to do more and more, but they physically cannot do that anymore. They cannot focus so much anymore. They cannot concentrate so much anymore. And then there's the last phase, which most of the people know as burnout, 
uh, but this is actually the last phase of burnout, which is the exhaustion. So there is the, the point where people withdraw, where they go into sick leave, where they cannot work anymore. Sometimes they take off for months because they cannot really regenerate uh, so much anymore. And so these are the very typical patterns um, that I see in the companies. Mm, absolutely. I remember this was in one of our first conversations as well when we started addressing and unpacking burnout specifically. And that resonated with me and I think our audience as well quite a lot when it comes to these different stages. And I guess um, being able to note and notice what's happening with yourself but with your employees as well and take action on that. Um, Marie, I also remember in our conversation that it was it was quite an important um, topic for you and the team to really know what's going on, to make sure that the team takes holidays. I think this was one of the most interesting uh, points and most catchy points that you also mentioned where you said, if you see that your employees are not taking enough holidays, you really have to take action on that. This should be an indicator that something needs to happen with that person. Um, speaking of all these topics, um, uh, Marie, let me ask you this, because we're talking about people. How was the reaction of the team when you and the, the management first presented this opportunity and, and uh, new thing coming up? Was there any uh, resistance towards it? Were, were people open? Were they questioning why, why we're doing this? Um, tell me a little bit about how the team and the people that make your company so incredibly unique uh, we're reacting to this. Yeah, um, probably going to say again, I am lucky. Um, we had absolutely no resistance. Um, did people ask why? Uh, we have actually one of our values understand and, and motto for it is ask why. So it couldn't be, you know, like more relevant. Um, but we really spend a lot of time explaining to people why it matters to us, um, why um, we really want to offer this as, yeah, um, a benefit, an additional hand for, for those who want it. There is uh, this pure, purely voluntarily, this is confidential. Um, we almost like put ourselves, I wouldn't say out of the equation, but I was really about like, this is for yourself. Um, and you know, like we are also not shy to say, we know we benefit from it as a business um, because we are here to succeed and keep health keep us healthy and successful. So um, there is nothing hidden in, in, the, in the intention, but um, it starts with you. And um, I think uh, we had actually, uh, I would say we have communicated very factually. I think we were, what was probably a good trust factor from the beginning is really the advocacy that I put into Caroline that I mentioned already, um, really convinced me with her approach. And I think the first people who started talk with her um, also spreading the word. I think that that also makes a, a big difference. And that was for me incredibly important to really start a longer term partnership um, with someone who is keeping everything confidential, but also being extremely, um, yeah, almost like a, an extension of our company and, and the people who are closely working with us. Um, and I would say we probably expanding on the topic with the time we did actually a, a panel discussion about um, mental health and burnout prevention um, with some leaders within the business who were happy to share their own story um, so that really everyone could relate and say there is no taboo there is no you know really like um, if you have a topic or you start to struggle we're here to help you the manager first but 
there are other people that you can also go and talk to if it doesn't feel comfortable. So I think we really tried to create um, a support circle um, and it was really crucial. We all got more and more isolated at home. Um, so we had to back it up, I would say. Um, and I think still until now, I think um, uh, people ex extremely value this, this offer that we have that is for them if they need it, if they want it, there is no pressure and um, it, it, yeah, it, it stays with them. Um, but I, I do find sometimes that a lot of people are actually openly talking about the fact that they met Caroline and um, yeah, everything went fine. They, are, they find it helpful. Um, so there is um, somehow a very large tolerance for the topic that I'm, I'm happy we, are, we could somehow normalize a little bit. Speaking of taking things to the next level, um, you two are, and obviously your company, uh, Marie, if, if I may say that TextFix is really blowing my mind. And I really wish that there were more organizations that, that talk about this this way and open up the support circle that you mentioned with leaders coming in and sharing their personal stories is, is so incredibly important and it's so underestimated. Oftentimes people feel that, hey, this is a topic that we're all facing at the moment. Everyone talks about this, so I, I don't need to open up about my struggles. And it's so not the case. And it's incredible that you have those individuals who are ready to be vulnerable and ready to uh, be questions in, 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 or ask, uh, have questions asked to them about certain aspects that could be very, very personal. There's also one thing that you mentioned, and I would like to address that with Caroline. Um, you mentioned that she became an extension of the TextFix family. She became someone that was part of the team. Um, would you mind telling me a little bit about this, Caroline, how it felt for you? How did you, as a professional scientist, um, experience this type of openness? Um, and how could you uh, consciously go into these conversations knowing um, that you want to get to know the culture of the company and you want to be part of uh, the, the thing that they're building? Hmm, uh, that's an interesting question. Probably because I'm not afraid of failure. I'm not afraid of problems. I see problems as a source of growth. And so for me, this is like really, I, I'm curious what is what is behind each human being? Um, what kind of struggle is there? Because this gives me a new perspective of, in Germany, we have the saying, Sand im Getriebe, when there's sand in the engine <laughs> somehow, um, and to make it run smoothly. Because for me, human beings are the source of everything, and there would not be a company without the human beings behind it. So, of course, my approach is basically out of this perspective of the emotional and um, mental direction. So, I I see mainly the soft skills as an issue of growth, of success, and um, of efficiency. And so when there's something not running smoothly in the whole system, of course, I look more closely at this aspect of it. And then I, I'm looking for, for the problems. I'm looking for the stressors in order not to block them and put them away or diminish them, but actually to create a safe space to let them show themselves and then to explore how to make a different solution, how to find different opportunities. And then also to offer 
yeah, um, help for like different ways um, how other people or how other solutions could take place and could be used. So um, for me, this is, uh, yeah, I like to be a little detective on some way, of course. And on the other hand, I find it very relieving to um, understand the structure behind that processes. That's, that's wonderful. And I think that shows again why it's so important to have people who are professionally involved, who have the scientific knowledge behind what needs to be done to get to know people and do the right things. And I think this raises also one of the questions that we talked a little bit about earlier is how far can or should a company as an employer go when it comes to the topic of mental health? I, I think this is one of the questions that we see from a lot of managers also coming in who are interested. They want to take the next step, but they're not scientists like yourself, Caroline, not professionals who are in the space, who know obviously at the end of the day, this is about an individual's life. It's something to be taken very serious. How would you absolutely. address, sorry, oh, sorry, please go ahead. No, absolutely. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, this is such an important, important process um, because you even can create a burnout by being too over-engaged in helping the people in your team. So managers who want to support, who want to be there for their team and who listen to all the problems, but without a, a fundamental or good education behind it, they can run into their own burnout by being the helper constantly. So we say psychotherapy is when you deal with a problem and you go into the depth in analyzing the problem. Coaching is when you deal with someone who does not have a problem, but want to get better, want to perform better. So for psychotherapy, you need an education. You cannot just become a psychotherapist just like that. So I would highly recommend for managers who want to support their team to take the approach of the coaching. So Someone who is healthy, who's fit and good can be coached to become better, to become more efficient. So managers can use their experience and let their team participate on their experience. So, however, when they see that something more is needed, when there are problems, then it is a good point to lead this to someone else and to not be ashamed, to not be fearful of asking for help or asking inside the company for support on that kind of level. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. And, and I love the fact that you mentioned that coaching is an area that people can um, develop uh, themselves into managers. I think that's a wonderful next step to really understand who you want to be as a manager, as a leader, and take steps also for your own personal development to be able to address whatever needs your, your team might have. Um, we talked about coaching, Caroline. We talked about, you know, different workshops uh, that organizations can do to address these topics. Is there anything else that you could actually think of that companies can engage in to, to make a difference in the lives of the people that work within their organization? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it always depends on where, you, where you're coming from. You can restructure the whole communication system within your company. You can restructure the whole soft skill area um, by implementing a culture change. So I do go with my 
um, team. So we are the, the Smitte Institute. Yeah? So we go and do like bigger culture changes within companies. But we can also support on little areas here and there. So basically, it's about helping developing healthy routines in taking breaks. So I love what Marie was saying. That's the biggest, the most important thing. Take holidays. Don't overwork. So maintain the basic structures so that you don't run a marathon in a sprint tempo. Um, taking care of the workload. So what is a healthy workload? What is unhealthy? Um, Traffic-like system. So um, where is my company? Where's my team in terms of stress? So is it in the green, in the, in the yellow or in the red phase? Um, communication and feedback culture. So this can be implemented that um, people can develop their own feedback system within the teams or within the whole company. And um, of course, creating safe space by um, allowing vulnerability, by welcoming problems as the source of creativity. So this is something that uh, can be done beyond coachings and workshops. That's wonderful. And it just shows again how much there is that we can do. And not all of it has to have um, heavy strains and, and, and heavy financial burden, but there's so much that we can, we can do. Um, Brie, let me ask you this. How are you now? How are you and the, and the team uh, of TextFix? How do you feel about everything that has been done? And what are your plans for the future? What are the next steps for you and the company um, to keep addressing the needs of your, your teams? Um, so maybe a few things that we did after this first step, um, that was individual coaching um, for team members who were um, willing to, to take it on. Um, what we realized after the what is we did really we, we started with the individual route, really trying to offer like in indirect supports um, uh, yeah the, the the guidance and the coaching from um, Caroline and then realized very quickly that uh, it would be also great to actually help managers be a first uh, support line that would feel a bit more equipped um, and we had managers coming to us uh, telling us, well, you know what, I would really love to help, but somehow I never experienced burnout myself. And I'm not super sure of the signs because maybe I'm not that aware or I didn't have this experience. Um, so how can I do that better? So what we did was to implement trainings led by Caroline um, across the company for managers and for people as well. Um, so we had really those uh, two, I would say, population targeted so that we could have almost a sandwich approach of really making sure that from receiver and, um, and, uh, and sender, and there was really understanding and support and also somehow a common vocabulary to talk about things um, that were uncomfortable around this topic. So I think that was really an important step um, to really making sure that we have something more solid um, as a foundation. I think one thing that you mentioned as well was, um, I think last time you did, I mentioned the idea of um, really having an eye on holidays. But I would say in general, anything that is structural really needs to be addressed. And so in that sense, we really put a lot of efforts and emphasis on um, what we internally called effectiveness and fun, which was really along the line of um, how to really ensure that our collaboration, communication, working habits are enabling us to 
be feel better um, and keep being productive. Um, and so here we have made a lot of um, changes in the way that we, for instance, plan meetings, run meetings, how often, in what format. Um, our working times have also been, um, I would say, more guided. I think there was at the beginning very much of an extension of working hours that was definitely not helpful. Um, so this we have really directly addressed and put some more guidance in place, um, really allow people to spend more time at their lunch breaks, um, have a day without meeting to be able to move more freely with other parts of what they could do, whether it was sport in the day or take uh, three hours with their, with their son or with their family because they needed it. Um, so here, I think there's a lot of um, experimentation that has happened within the team and a lot of best practice sharing to help everyone finding this optimum balance for oneself. Um, and I have to say that I really have the feeling we have a more resilient team after all this time, um, just trying and testing and supporting each other on this journey. We, we really made it one of, of our company goal and company OKR. Um, actually, for the last three quarters now, we realigned our strategy to take on less um, in terms of priorities to really give a bit of a breather to the teams to be able to adjust with this new setup. Um, and I think we, we all won really from this approach. Um, and yes, it has, you know, we had a lot of discussion with, within the management uh, because TaxFix didn't really get impacted by the pandemic from a business standpoint. Um, but really, it's been really important to be a voice to say, if we want to do that sustainably and be successful in the longer run, we have to really make some shifts structurally speaking. Um, and I think we, we have made definitely some progress. There was always more that we would do on those, I would say, two paths providing more support um, individually and to managers. But for me, the biggest challenge now is to really install, uh, how should I call it, structural um, frameworks and practices that are enabling people to find their feet um, in, in whatever conditions they have thrown at them, more or less. Yeah, it's all about the framework, right? At the end of the day, you're creating an environment that is healthy mm -hmm. and functional for, for the person to work in to be able to do the best work they can imagine uh, of, of doing. You mentioned so many things that really resonate with me. Effectiveness and fun. I'm probably the biggest dork when it comes to habits and, and, and the fact that you're addressing this in the workspace. I think that's so important. Um, and looking at continuous support. And that leads me a little bit to Almost my last question, because unfortunately we're, I don't know how time flies, but we're slowly coming to the end of our session. And that's where I wanted to kind of ask one more last question to, to Caroline. Um, Marie mentioned that her biggest focus is to make sure that she supports the team continuously and installs the right uh, 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 structural practices so that the team can continuously benefit um, from everything that they have been doing in the past three quarters. As a coach, as a scientist, how do you make sure that employees and the companies that um, take on your services or invest in anything related to the improvement of the mental well-being of, of their employees actually benefit long-term from anything that you do and the information that they receive from you? Yeah, that's the $1 million uh, question because um, when the problem is there, we are very easy to switch and change something. But when we have a better time, when the problem is not there anymore because we solved it, we have the tendency to let go. And um, so 
to create awareness and maintain awareness, how important it is to take care of these routines and structures um, is knowledge. To know, so to give, let me give you a very easy example. We all pay into um, like money into the system that when we are old, we have um, we have some money. Yeah, so it's a retirement plan. So we reduce or we, we invest something now. We reduce our money flow right now for saving and for having it later. And that's the same system which we can use now and for establishing a routine. We need to invest a certain amount of time, a certain amount of energy and money constantly uh, to create and maintain a support structure um, to be able to have it the system running smoothly for a long time. And this is having these routines, having regular workshops, having regular uh, keynote speakers um, or events or uh, team meetings or day offs or creative um, days or create like Google has it, which, which a lot of companies start to adopt that, they, that people can take off like one or couple of days per month to have their own project, but somehow it also relates to, to the company sometimes. So what can be done to be more efficient needs to be put in a framework without putting too much pressure on it so that it does not lose the motivation, doesn't lose the fun of doing it. So um, yeah, this is, this is, I guess, the, the most important thing that you have the knowledge and that um, the whole company, like every person who's working in this company knows why it's so important to do this and what's the benefit in the end of the days. Yes, absolutely. Sustainability. And I think sustainable changes can really only happen if the right education is behind it. So it starts with making people aware and helping them understand what's going on. And, and, and based on what the two of you told me, there has been a lot of effort and, and open conversation and time put in helping the team understand why this is important. What is the reason behind uh, us and, and your teams opening up to these conversations and helping people who are in the lucky position to not have had to experience things that were challenging for them on a personal or professional level. And I think that really is inclusive and um, it is the most important thing for us to keep in mind that mental health has to be inclusive and we need to make sure that everyone, irrespective of their experience or background, knows why we're doing things and has the right understanding. As we're coming to the end of this conversation, I would ask just one last question that we didn't brief each other on, but I would simply love to know, based on your conversation, based on the work that you two have done together, what would you recommend to people and companies out there? What would be your biggest takeaway from the story that the two of you created um, and the success um, that you have seen and experienced throughout this collaboration? Oh, I would say give it a try. <laughs> you cannot um, uh, know what you're missing when you just did not give it a try. And um, of course it can be adopted. So um, there is not a fixed a pattern that is there and your company has to follow that pattern but um, coaches and so we can create this based on your needs based on what your company needs so I would that's that's I think a good takeaway just give it a try 
and um, yeah, see, you can always say no when you feel like, no, oh, this is not for our company. You can always say no, that's, that's no problem. Absolutely, the power of saying no and, and setting boundaries. Thank you, Caroline. Yeah. Marie, what would be your take on this, on, on this question? I think Caroline stole my tip, um, which was necessarily really, yes, give it a go. Um, give it a go, even if you don't have all the answers, um, even if you don't know if it's going to work out, start small. And I can assure you, your employees will thank you. I think uh, for me, in all honesty, uh, really seeing a first, I think at the moment, in terms of whether it's sickness or burnout, there is really a stopping trend. I have the assurance that I'm providing employees with the additional support that is helping them, that is helping us as a team and therefore our business um, to thrive. Um, and it's like personally speaking, getting a thank you from someone who just had the conversation with Caroline um, and tell me, you, you cannot, I, I cannot tell you, Marie, how much this helped me, just this one conversation it makes my day. Um, so it is probably less businessy and more personal, but I think this is so little for so much. It is a person's life. I think it's something that you mentioned very often, Dora, and it really matters at the end of the day because this adds up. So yeah, that would be probably my biggest, just give it a try. And if, of course, you can find a great partner to do it, which with you can build a longer term fruitful relationship, it will also for sure pay off. Honestly, you're making me choke up right now. I, I really appreciate you two coming and, and, and talking to us about your story. Um, there's always you know, ups and downs. I, I know that none of these things are easy because uh, we're all talking about individuals and individual stories. But the fact that the two of you actually gave it a try, your companies gave it a try, and you looked at trial and error, looked at every possible aspect that could be addressed, and you had such a positive impact on your business, on people's lives inside, outside. And we don't even know the extension of, of those individuals, right? They all come with their own families, their background. There's so much more of an impact that I think TechSwix and, and you, Marie, personally, have made in those people's lives that uh, it's, it's, it's not something to forget. And with that, I would love to thank both of you, um, not only for just taking the time for it for this, but for being the, the human beings that you are. Um, it is a personal story. We're all business people. We all know what we're here to do and, and we love the areas that we're working in. But at the end of the day, we're, we're social beings and, and, and the people that we are working with also are the people that we're responsible for and that we're doing things with. So the responsibility, the vulnerability, and the commitment that you two show to everyone in your environment, I think it's outstanding. So let me say thank you um, to both of you for everything that you do. And I really cannot wait to see what else uh, you will do together to, to make the future much brighter and, and different, I think, in, in, in the most positive sense. So thank you so much for that. Keep us posted. And I hope our lovely Steps Your audience also felt that this conversation was exactly what they needed to take that leap of faith, take action, and start addressing this conversation. Caroline, Marie, thank you so much. And I wish you a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you, Dora. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Dora. It was lovely here.